0: Hello, I
1: am Joe Glatley. I'm Amanda Hepper.
0: And we'd like to welcome you to MedCurity Live, where we're going to be talking today about what the government's looking for when they come in after a breach. So we talk on this podcast, in this um, live video, we talk about the uh, security precautions, the security risk analysis, a lot of the proactive steps that you would take to protect your organization. But it, there really is there really a point you reach where you're 100% compliant and you're fully secure, nothing to worry about? No. You
1: remain, need to remain current. Remain you always current. need to be uh, doing what you say you're going to do in yeah. your security policies and procedures.
0: And as long as there are, are people or employees or humans involved in healthcare mm-hmm. delivery, there's going to be risk points. and so as much as we see everything that you should put in place and we'll talk to that uh, we also know that there is still that potential of having an incident happen and and then having the follow-up from the office of civil rights saying hey we're going to have to come review some of this with you and see if you are doing what you should as an organization to prevent that so office of civil rights will reach out Uh, we've seen different types of notifications where they'll give you a call and say we're going to be reaching out soon or they'll just send you the letter Mm -hmm. Uh, but at that point often a clock starts so we felt it would be worth on this episode to go through some of the things that you might expect and be prepared for mm-hmm. because we've seen as little as 30 days in 30 days send us these 15 20 things and so it's good to have that in mind but it's not going to be things that are completely new to this maybe a couple of them will be right but overall if you're doing everything right you've got a lot of that together
1: exactly right?
0: so in light of that uh, we want to step through these these items and these are things that you'd want to have in mind to be prepared for um, just one more quick example we, we have a group that we worked with that uh, had had introduced phishing testing and they had a 10 percent open rate in the beginning and after a year and a half they would send these emails out to see if their staff opened phishing emails. They had cut that down to 1% or less than 1% of the staff would open so these emails. Good. It's fantastic. So then they had a ransomware event, a big data breach event. And, and what was it that got them? It was a phishing email. Oh. So as much as the, we, we say, here's great things to put in place, reduce your risk, these things can still happen. And it put them and, and, and many others have been through this in a position of receiving notification from the Office of Civil Rights to say, We need to come in and see what you were doing in in, in order to be prepared for this. Mm -hmm. So first off, and and you've probably seen different ones or have have a list as well. I've got a few things that we've seen a couple times come up on letters from the Office of Civil Rights. They will ask you for a narrative, a detailed narrative of what happened. So basically tell us the story of what occurred. And if you've notified them already, your initial breach notification to the government is probably a good foundation for this letter but you're going to want to look through that carefully, provide good detail, watch for acronyms that they may not understand mm-hmm. um, that you use just within your organization. And you're going to want to explain what occurred and the actions that you took immediately, right? And what you've found so far as you've investigated this breach. So not just, right. hey, we were hacked, but this is how it happened. This is what was exposed. Mm-hmm. This is what we did immediately after. All your
1: notes, your forensics, all of that that you conducted. Absolutely. Immediately following it, yeah. and your notification to the media if that occurred uh, to individuals if you suspect their information was accessed or potentially could be
0: so this is your opportunity to share those things right Right. you you took these steps because you were prepared and you had a plan this this narrative is where you're going to share this is what we did The other thing that, that you probably have to create for this event is a story of what you had in place. You're going to show it through policies and procedures, but you want to actually explain, this is what we had in place that could have prevented. This is what we were doing to try to avoid this type of situation, right? right? So in the case of the, the one example, uh, we would say we were doing these fishing drills, these expeditions. We were doing these um, this tra- ongoing training.
1: And evidence of that training and, evidence and of, of training. those drills,
0: yeah. right? Yeah, so you're giving, as part of your narrative, you're giving um, the Office of Civil Rights an explanation of why it's not an organizational failure. It was mm-hmm. a, a hopefully one-time event that occurred. And then following that, yeah, absolutely, evidence becomes this big part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Depending on the type of breach that occurred, there's going to be an ask for several types of policies. Yes. We've seen a number of the ransomware events here recently. And just a quick side note on that. Is ransomware a breach it's still debatable but office of civil rights has said in the media they've said you have to report it as a breach so whether whether you think that patient information was exposed start the clock get the notifications out notify ocr notify the patients and treat it as such and we're seeing that consistently from both the department of justice and the office office of civil rights ransomware needs to be treated as a breach because you can't really prove, even if you think it's not a breach and it wasn't, you can't really prove beyond a shadow of doubt that they didn't view that information, right. right? Right. Even if they left all the information on your server, they just encrypted it and then decrypted it or you got it restored.
1: Right, and you mentioned the policies and procedures. So sometimes you may be notified a year or two years after that breach occurred, so you need to have access and provide your policies at the point in time in which that occurred as well as any updates that you've made to those, right? Right. So,
0: so don't throw away the old ones.
1: Don't throw away and the old ones. toss the lines. folder because you got a new set. Right, right. Yeah.
0: yeah, what's the retention period on policies? Any guesses? Six right.
1: years. Awesome. Six years, yeah. <laughs> six years.
0: So six years from when you changed it, keep that archived copy around in case of exactly, yeah, exactly, that type of incident coming up three years later right. where you said, yes, we did have policies and here's how they existed at that time. Right,
1: and all the logs and everything, right? Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
0: So then next, uh, consistently across all the OCR letters is, send us your latest, most recent, enterprise-wide security risk analysis.
1: We've heard that before.
0: Yes, and sometimes it's the last five, or the last three, or just the last one. Send us your SRA, what's your plan, how are you working the items out of the SRA? Yes. that is an exact request in the letter of OCR. we saw it worded how were you responding to and taking action on the risk analysis right and that that's with MedCurity when we developed the roadmap and when we first went live with mm-hmm. our very first uh, minimum viable approach to the SRA we didn't do it until we could include a way to track and 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 document your response and your action taken on that SRA right we're not just looking we're, we're we're addressing. We're improving. Right? right. So you have to you have to be able to provide proof of that mm-hmm. uh, when this occurs, and then also the data the next SRA. So what what are you doing next? How are you um, stepping up your risk efforts if needed? And and so that'll be something that you, you uh, could obviously put in place once you're asked asked for that.
1: Right. And you may do a breach assessment at that time too. Right. So that would be part of the evidence in addition to the security risk assessments. Yeah, they have the whole investigation around right. the event, yep. what occurred, the source,
0: all of that. So policies and procedures, right, examples mm-hmm. of policies and procedures. Uh, again, will be very contingent on the type of breach that occurred, but we've seen providing and terminating access for employees. We've seen yep. that as a policy that's requested. So how are you managing access to the environment? Password management. Password management, yeah, absolutely. As well. And then encrypting, decrypting PHI. So... Uh, are you encrypting PHI at rest? Are you encrypting mm-hmm. it in transit? Are you using secure messaging, et cetera? Um, backup policies. Called. Yeah, your backup policies and procedures. And, and for each of these, there's a corresponding evidence. That's right?
1: exactly right. So
0: this right. would be like, like for the audits, are, we doing, are you doing audits and where's your audit log? Are you mm-hmm. doing backups and where's your backup testing right. log? What's your procedure for protecting PHI from alteration and destruction? So how are we ensuring the patient health information is not destroyed or lost? And uh, what are our procedures around that as well? And then documentation specifically of how we implement systems to track uh, that, the, all of this. So implement systems to track alterations to PHI, to track access to PHI. So anything you're doing that are controls that should protect patient information, that's going to be something that you're going to want to document and be able to show as part of this for Office of Civil Rights.
1: So this re- goes back to what you said initially and in that this is not anything new. This yeah. isn't what you do in response. This is what you're doing all along the continuum, right? Yeah. Right, So yes, yeah. hopefully,
0: right? right? And this is why you're, why you're doing it. It's A, to prevent anything from happening, but again, B, if it does, it's to show that you were doing what you could right. to work toward that.
1: I bet one of your next things is the business associate agreement if there was somebody, another vendor involved in this.
0: Absolutely. And we've seen that kind of come out of left field for some of these groups, right? Yeah. They say, yeah, this breach occurred over here. This is what happened. And then they say, well, that's using this other system. So show us your BAA with it. Right. right. So right. You, you need to think through where, um, what touch points you have with any other vendors, any other companies. Yes. Ensure BAs are in place for all of that. Right. And be ready to provide those. Right, keep them current. Keep them current. We saw proof of the training program asked for as well. So show us what you're doing for training and where's your audit to show that your employees have completed the training. And then a couple of these have asked for copies of the breach notification letter sent to So the process you followed once the breach occurs. as yeah. Amanda I already said, the investigation, the notifications, all of that become part of the package you're going to produce for Office of Civil Rights. And if you neglect to notify the government or people affected in the period of time that you have that becomes that heightens the investigation that heightens your risk of penalty yep becomes de- certainly a uh, you, you've kind of shot yourself in the foot so when a breach occurs you have control over what happens next and now you know you're going to be in a searchlight soon right, regarding right. this so you have to take great care to execute on everything you're supposed to do following a breach because you're going to be using that as evidence that you knew what to do and you responded appropriately.
1: Absolutely, and you don't stop there. You don't say, well, we had done all of these things up to this point in time, so now we're just gonna freeze and not move forward, right? Continue training plan, continue updating your policies and procedures. If you have holes in those, address those, move forward because that's gonna show um, progress and intent to address those to the OCR if they should investigate. Yeah, and all of this,
0: we need to put together in 30 days sometimes. I mean, this mm-hmm. is a this is why you want to already have it. You want to be right. ready to, to pull these things quickly. This is an, on top of uh, all the response that you need to take anyway to the event that occurred. So we've put a lot of thought into these types of policies that are required, and they're all part of the, everything we've na- listed today is part of the, mm-hmm. the security platform, right? Mm-hmm. So if you don't have those in place, we're Contact a us. <laughs> It's a great place to start, <laughs> yes, uh, to guide you through with questionnaires on how to create each of these and to get everything established as it should be. So we have lists that we can provide of these type of items. So if you're interested, send us send a comment or send us a note and we'd be happy to share any of this. Or if you're in an incident that you're working on response to, we'd be happy to be helpful. The other piece that's not really addressed in what they ask for is proactively what gaps do you see as you assemble all this information you say well I wish we had a better copy of this or I wish we had done this yeah. uh, we can we can help come in and give a good foundation because what, you, what happens if you don't present if you just say well we tried here's where we right, were right right. you really want to be able to establish that you're you're learning from the experience so you can uh, take ownership of what happens next and not necessarily have it dictated to you by right. the right
1: right respond appropriately and efficiently. Don't ignore any contact from the OCR. Provide all the information and keep your program moving forward.
0: That's right, yep, yep. Keep your program moving forward and, and build on it and learn from the experience and, and uh, continue to improve. So these are areas that we're, we're passionate about and it's, it's a different way of looking at everything that we talk about on a regular basis that needs to be in place. This is one of the reasons you want to have it in place is, is not that you're just doing the right things, but you're documenting the right things and you can show it quickly when you need to. Right. Well, thanks for joining us. And again, reach out if you have any questions on any of this or you want some documentation. Uh, We appreciate uh, you being a part of the MedCurity community and we will see you
1: next time. See you next time.